Yeah, I'm definitely going to edit that part. <laughs> Come on. That level of spiking? It was, it was just the... It's bad enough when you, have, you turn your head away from the mic when you're talking. Oh, uh, yeah. You do that all the time. And welcome to AC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. Greetings, programs. Let me let me turn my head. <clears throat> I'm Adrian. There you go. <laughs> see, that's why I have my mic in front of me where I can see both of you, so I don't have to turn my head. I don't have a... You have an arm. There's an arm okay, on maybe it. Maybe I need to sit over there. Or something. There's an arm on it. Like honestly, you're in yeah. the second best He's... position, or you could be at. I don't know. I feel like I have to turn my head. Cough. Things we should have been doing before we started recording. I was doing it, <laughs> and I. And then you stopped. You got on. You got later on. When we're in recording. Well, because I couldn't get a word in it otherwise, because you were talking about. Falcon Winter Soldier we and how much you it. loved that movie, uh, the, the show. show, better than every other thing that Marvel's ever done in the history I of time. I really wanted to like it. I really did. It just, the thanks is, you you made me follow that rabbit hole. It's going to sound so bad I know you're it constantly is. moving that. So you know, sorry, sorry in advance, everybody, for that. <laughs> I Okay, so this does work, like when it's actually right. But now I can't see my screen. That's why, I I moved I, the, that's why you moved the screen off. But that's side. where I got my comics. I'm sorry, my eight foot table is not big enough well, for all. Of maybe stuff. next time, put me over there. I mean, you could have sat down any time. I did sit down. I sat down at a time, <laughs> at any given time. Yeah, you could I have sat down at any down. place. You could have sat in there. Jared's seat, and he would have adapted fine. That's I don't know about that. I mean, all he has is his phone and comics. That yep. versus your whole screen. I'm good. I'm sorry, I like to have notes in front of me. I mean, that's fine. Okay, I'm fine now. I think I think I finally found the little like the the niche. Try it and my I'll way just go next like time. This to see my screen. Try it my way next time. Just wing it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you have, yeah, but then you always forget the hero. Thanks for reminding. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it this week. I'll go first this time. <laughs> all right, so folks, that's the podcast. for the day. Right. Uh, and for heroes of the day, I'm heroes going, of the week. I'm going on vacation. It's just starting early. I'm out. <laughs> have fun with that. Uh, but no, we teased it. What is your objections to Falcon Winter Soldier, the show? So, thanks is because you were the one that, that presented the concept that... Rumor has it. There was this conspiracy theory, you know, so we have to... Okay, so we have to remember, too, when Falcon Winter Soldier came out. It came out, like, three months after we all were trapped in our houses. And in that year that we don't talk about because of the gas leak. So... He tells me about this online theory that's going around and how uh, it was supposed to be the show had a global pandemic as the main backdrop for the Falcon Winter Soldier. And even on just a couple things that he said to me, where there was a lot of talking from a person whose head was facing the back of the head was facing the camera. And then... There were a few things that just suddenly disappeared. It was, so it's based off of a subplot in like the first two episodes where Falcon and Bucky are teaming up to stop a semi that has this Full cure of something. Of pharmaceuticals cure, right. right. And well, that, they even specifically said the, the cure for the disease or something. Like they actually yes, say. right. Like a vaccine. Or they say vaccines. They say, we got this truck full of vaccines. Is that what it is? I believe I, so. I, 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 won't, I, I just, I can't watch it again because it was just, it just. You said it really well. It fell flat. And and so, but that was the rabbit hole I went down. And then I kind of paid extra attention to what was going on. I even kind of went to a couple specific scenes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there is someone's back of their head talking. And, oh, right. Emphis Ness was trying to steal 
drugs, pharmaceuticals, cure stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. And then I started reading the internet. So the, the and flag- that always works just fine. So a recap of the main story of what actually what we actually saw. Spoilers. Uh, the Flag Smasher group, the terrorists, were end up getting super soldier serums, and they were trying to, you know, like make the world the way it was during the blip. Like, hey, during the blip, the world grew, everything came back. Oh, you're trying to reset? Too bad. It is what it is. We're trying to smash those borders, flag smashers. And so some of those drugs that are super soldier serum, like they're saying were vaccines to right. illnesses. Right. So, I mean, looking at now, it could be smallpox vaccines. Sure. It could be measles vaccines. Anything, really. Right. Not necessarily a pandemic level. That, like a COVID vaccine, though, which is what this is the the fan the theory is like. Oh, there's supposed to be like a COVID in that world, but we edited that out because of real COVID. Right. So it, and so admittedly, you know, they they rewrote stuff, they edited, it, and and I get that, I do, but sometimes, <clears throat> like the company I work for, sometimes, and maybe this is more other companies. These companies need to be like, okay, you just released this bad press about us. Here's what really happened. Guy X, woman Y, did this bad thing for the company, made us all look bad. But here is their track record. They've been fired and rehired and they've been written up and blah, blah, blah. Like, all you I'm know sa- what? Spill the HRB. All I'm saying is don't defecate in food. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> But I think if Marvel would have put out, like, on the first episode, you know, we've been doing a lot of those, like, hey, this was written at a time when we weren't thinking, or... The world has changed since this, since right. this time. And some shows I have watched, they said, oh, uh, due to the global pandemic, this may be whatever. Like, some shows did that, like, hey, mm-hmm. it's done. We, you know, we didn't know this was going to happen. It is what it is. Right. Uh, even Netflix had a documentary... Uh, that came out middle of COVID that said, hey, all this was recorded before COVID. It was talking about a potential global pandemic and how screwed the American healthcare there system was even is. A, uh, there was even a, a, a sci-fi show about some dude living in an apartment and was trapped or something on Netflix, too. And I'm like, man, you're putting that out during, like, maybe not the best time to be putting that out on. It was It was a sci-fi flick, and it was, like, dystopian walls and... People trapped in their apartments, and did you test yourself before I came over? Or you know, just hmm. it was it was like, man, hmm. I mean, that's not a good idea. Why the last man came out during right. COVID? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I just wish some of these companies would be like, look, we know what we did. We didn't know we were doing it before we did it, but we did it, and we thought it was really good. Please enjoy. Well, I really like the Netflix documentary about the like, hey. If anything bad happens, we're all screwed. And like they said, "Hey, sorry, 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 sorry." This we we swear this was before all of COVID hit. Like, and they did some post editing at the end. Like, okay, and how it actually did follow through. Sure. Like, how somebody like, oh, this one county only has one hospital that only has like one doctor for the whole county because it's so underfunded. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if a global pandemic hits, they are screwed. There's a yeah. Ta-da! There's a word for that. <laughs> Fornicated. Yeah. So. So did they? Uh, when they did the post stuff, did they kind of say, okay, we may have been wrong about this section of our documentary? I or... don't remember. 
I mean, that would be kind of cool to give themselves like a self analysis well, of their oh, of sure. their documentary. We thought it would happen like this, right? But well, look what actually happened? Right. Because well, I mean, they were talking about like if something like this would happen, like right. what it was like if it were an airborne virus right. versus a close contact versus what, like it had multiple. Okay, if this Layers then that, where could it go? Yeah, potentially. Like, hey, we need to fix this before something bad happening right now. Oops. Oh crap! It's too late. Yep. Because <laughs> that would kind of be. Neat for them to just get done filming and then this happened. Well, not neat. You know what I mean? Coincidental. It, yeah. Like, <laughs> neat is an okay word. Yeah. That just would be neat. the if information you, it, you would okay. get. Yeah. The information you would get from that. Like, wow, we were pretty well spot on on our, our analysis, you know, or we had this section right, but we, I mean, you never, this happened differently. There are so many real life variables. You can never right. 100% predict. Oh, no. And then you've got uh, humans. Again, 100%. They, <laughs> they're not 60%. Close enough. <laughs> and that's over 30 years. I mean, given of, what is it, uh, infinite amount of time and an infinite number of monkeys, eventually someone will write Shakespeare. Like, I mean, so eventually Simpsons will be right because yeah. they have all, I mean, 33 seasons of it. They're going to get some things right just by. Yeah, in like 200 years, maybe episode one has something in it that's right. You, you know, going Wait, all the way back Star to. Star Wars episode one? Or? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> we would have to Simpsons travel back still. in time for that to happen. Simpsons still. Uh, don't, don't you dare bring a midichlorians at this table, sir. <laughs> yeah. I almost had a bad word there. <laughs> Fornicate midichlorians. Is there you go. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how we originally got on the subject of... Midichlorian. Well, well I, know, I mean, uh, you asked me. We, we were talking about this before. And how did we get to... That's it? what I'm saying. I, I don't know. And we were talking about we, fun things. You barely greeted the, the listeners and we were already off to the races. Well, I mean, we, yeah. <laughs> We're, no, but how did we get there before, before we, we started recording? Even recording? How we even got to, other than just uh, Disney Plus? So uh, the we're, pipes? Oh, no, we're talking about There's She-Hulk. How we're, no, no, how... no. Right before that, it was, um, we were talking about the, um, all the uh, Strange petty. Academy. Oh, yeah. We were and then about... I said, that oh, reminded me of Ms. Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel, because the I show. said this made for a... Uh, younger audience. Fine for what it was. Then we Design said target, we no. like She-Hulk better, and then I said I liked Captain America. Falcon Winter Soldier. So far, that's been my favorite show. I went, yeah. But I like that ground level. Like I'm a Batman fan. I like the ground level mm-hmm. action type of superhero movie. They are superheroes. So. I mean, really, the only real extraordinary thing about either of them is a metal arm and wings. The, Everything um, about them. Well, Bucky's kind of a super soldier too. He, he does a variation. Yeah, he has. A, okay, fine. A yeah, Russian okay. Simuli. Fine, uh, but at this, but at at, at the same time, it's they're not bulletproof. No, I you like shoot at Bucky. You shoot at 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 at. I would say. They why are, do I keep thinking Wade Wilson? They are, Sam Wilson. Thank you. They are Captain America and Iron Man, really, because the uh, Falcon suit. That's an Iron Man armor, but as wings instead of a full armor. Yeah. It flies. It has technology. You can shoot missiles. That's Iron Man. And you've got Bucky as a shows, super soldier. But he's got skin. He shows right. skin. I was so. saying, instead of a full armor, it's just in wings form is what I'm getting That's at. That's what I'm getting at. So, like, if you shoot him just right, he's screwed. I mean, right. You can make the same sure. argument with Iron Man. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, Wait till his face tank, plate comes up and then take your shot. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. you need more than a tank because he got shot by a tank in Kadar. Canafra or Middle East when he went to go take out the, the first movie. In the first movie, you're right. You know, so. but no, I ago. liked some of the narrative <laughs> yeah. with um, going back to Steve Rogers in his first movie where he's like, um, this serum will enhance a good man or make a 
bad guy even more evil. Right. It amplifies you know? whatever you are as and a person. It, I love the narrative with um, U.S. Agent where he's like, I'm Captain America. I'm Captain America. And Sam's like, I'm Sam. You know, it. he's well, doing it as a person. Well, he was doing you know? what Steve was doing. He right. And that's really... what I mean. He never called himself Captain America. Right. It was, you know, it was, it was, uh, he was Steve Rogers. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the dynamic between Sam and his family. Like, Hey, I you, did too. Just, you joined the military. Then you pieced out of our family. Yeah. You left us in shambles. You yep. didn't help us any. I mean, yes, you're saving the world, but like from the but family, you had view, responsibilities like, here too. Right. I mean, the whole family fishing boat and everything like. I've never really agreed with this family because well, I, I felt like they, they, they didn't take a look at the bigger picture. And I think a lot of people in general do forget to take a look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. You weren't protecting us specifically. You were protecting all of us. Well, I'm not saying that the family was right, but I'm saying they're also not wrong because you know, I think they even acknowledge, like, yeah, you saved the world. Good on you. But also, you still could have helped us out a little bit. Like, you could have done anything other than, like, peaced out on us. And then they mentioned that in She-Hulk, too, with uh, Bruce. Like, hey, you were you turned into Hulk. You lost your entire life. Yeah. I, I, Jen Walters, I have a life. I can't peace out and be She-Hulk and lose my whole – everything I built up to this point. Right. So it's the same same argument, but from different angles of the way they're looking at it. And I think the with Sam's family, like, I think they understood, yes, you're saving the world, and that is great. However, are you telling me you have no downtime to call? Like, even just to acknowledge us at all? I mean – you see how many times, oh, he's just flying around Avengers Campus or doing whatever. Like, there's time to, like, hey, what's up? Oh, this is what's going on? I'll I'll try to send money your way or I can do something. Uh -huh. And I think they weren't asking, like, hey, they even said, don't bail us out. Don't call, you know, Tony's family or whatever and send us, don't buy it. Like, no, we're going to earn it still, but don't ignore us completely. There's a middle ground there. I think what they were trying to go for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the argument that they pose versus, yes, the, the look, they were looking at the big picture still and look at the fine details as well. Yeah. But it was always a good dynamic for right. the show. I mean, and it had its classic Marvel comedy moments like, oh, why can't Bucky tighten the thing? Because he's left-handed and his dominant hand is left hand, but it's cybernetic arm is the right arm. So he could have just done the cybernetic arm and moved it, but he didn't. That sort of thing. That didn't well, happen. What I liked about him kind of realizing that he 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 messed up with his family was we get that character building yes that we just hadn't seen before in his military life because remember he had been grounded he had been injured and so he was working at the you're VA you're talking about Sam. Sam yeah I mean missing an arm is more than just an injury uh, I mean, he, I mean, he just peaced out and was in Wakanda for how for how long? Well, but <laughs> so he was I recovering mean, with that too. But his family was long dead because frozen and frozen what? time. You know, uh, there's the um, uh, we we didn't see Sam in like basic training, right? Because he is a good guy. Yeah, he isn't a good man like right. Steve was when he entered the military. He was. He was already a good guy, and mm -hmm. so maybe there was that more to get to that Captain America level that we needed to see to remember the little guy, to remember, what, the individuals in the masses? Yeah, Both I would say people, this is where he had true character progression. Well, the, yeah. well, this is his origin, I mean, for the most part, because his origin before was on your left, on your left. I was just, yeah, and he became- Steve past them, like, oh, then he just was there then. And he became Captain America's sidekick. Right. Then now we never he's saw, upgrading. 
we never saw Sam's origin. Like it was oh, just, really? oh, he's just there. He's just there. Oh, he's part of the family now. Cool. Okay, move on. Versus Bucky, at least we got that with uh, Winter Soldier or not Winter Soldier, the uh, First Avenger. We did see mm-hmm. them training together and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that that I think we could have gotten, and I th- it goes back to that whole thing of like, you wrote a thing, just run with it. Right. Who cares about the things that are going on? Because right. if anything, we needed some sort of because Cap and and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier would have given the world a little bit of hope, even if it was uh, too close to home. Fighting the bad guys, fighting the good fight, and then ending however they probably would have ended would have given, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, even if it was a fantasy light, right? And I think it I think it could have been just fine instead of worrying about, oh wow, this is somebody's gonna blame us for this. <laughs> yeah, they could have just for that episode, like, hey, we get the world has changed, but this was written before then. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yep. Now, if that theory is true. Sure. If that right, was, right, right, right. If that could have not this been. This is a major asterisk of, well, that, that may have been like, oh, well, we're going to have the fan theory to justify it. Why people, some people may not like it and why it doesn't make sense. Like, sure. I mean, Marvel is known for their plot holes that they try to fill later what, with different things. Six episodes were plot holes? Well, I, Seven I mean, the, the main plot was still there, though, with the whole Flag Smashers, you know, they're turning into whatever, blah, blah, blah. The main story was there. For me, the main story was very, the whole point of the whole show was, how are we getting from uh, Endgame of Sam getting the shield to Sam being Captain America? Sure. That's, all, that's the whole pur- purpose of that, which realistically, it didn't have to be a full series. It no. didn't have to be a movie. It could have been, they just could have gone Endgame to the next Captain America, done and done. Here we go. You're ha- yeah. I mean, I I get that's what Feige said. That you can watch all the movies and not have to watch any of the shows. And you'll be fine. I mean, I get that statement. I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment because of uh, Wanda and WandaVision, but whatever. I don't know. To get the full grasp of it. To get the full grasp, yes. But but with all of, with all, I mean, that's been kind of my thesis for 15 years now. Had they released the first Avenger movies if they in a done, very different order if they would have dc'd it <laughs> okay i mean realistically dc was like okay and justice league and then we're gonna figure out everything else first if marvel uh, had done no, like no, avengers no. and figure it out from there no no my thesis of we the audience <clears throat> we experience tony building his superpowers through technology we get the hulk a fantastical you know impossibility through technology we get kind of a steampunk time story technology building of a superhero and then we go where space and magic are the same thing just not right in in thor right and then we get avengers had we started with thor first i don't know that we the audience would have accepted it uh massively as we did and now we can just say here's something just accept it you know guardians guardians managed to pull out an Avengers level story with very little intro on all of the characters. Chris Pratt is dancing and here we go. Yeah. Yeah. That, Gamora's angry. Yep. There's a raccoon that's talking. There's, and there's a tree a, that says one line. That says one thing. And there's a blue guy who's very angry. And and, takes and, things and, very literal. And that's it. Oh, and, the, and right, tracks. And, and there's a guy who's 
funny. See, I, Only I, I, never, mean to. I can never see him. He blends right. He just disappears. He just disappears when no, he stands it. still. Both <laughs> stop it. Uh, uh, come on. That was funny. It was funny. <laughs> and so, yeah. And that's some of Marvel's, like before Guardians came out, I considered them like C-list characters. Yeah. Not, not even a B-list character. Yeah. I would give Nova a better reputation than Guardians. Heck honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the time, yeah. Big, easily. And we still don't have a Nova anything yet right, right. now. Like Nova's and destroyed. We, we, we think they're all dead, yeah, because Thanos would have wiped them out just to get, like that. We never saw that. No, we, we don't just need accepted to. It. Right. We, we, yeah, exactly. we don't need to see it. We don't it. need to see it. So you know? they're off screen kills. Like, oh, they're gone. Right. So we, we can accept things now, I think, just by watching the movies. Even if they just do a little, well, you know, I know you're probably here about Wanda Town. What was the name of the town? One, um, um, the WandaVision town. The WandaVision town. Smallville. No, no, that's not right. Don't, don't rag on Smallville. Oh, we talked about this. We talked about I know. Uh, no, no, no. The the town is also named the place that Maria Hill put those those Pleasant Hill is from the oh, it was in the yeah. comics. No, no, that's with the, the, the other Spider Man. But anyway, anyway, but we can we can we we accept these these random events from point A to point B, right. even without the the sub of Wandavision or Loki or anything. The Loki will be interesting though, because he's dead. And then all of a sudden he's going to be alive in a movie, right? How's how, if, how are they going to do if that? If they ever reconnect that thread, even I mean they probably will. My theory on that is we'll get that in Secret Invasion or not Secret Invasion, Secret Wars of the because they already announced they're doing Secret Wars, and yeah. if it's the modern Secret Wars, that's multi dimensions that get put into one. Sure. So okay, well this this Loki that's been in a pocket off in the wherever doing whatever, that's how he comes back. Oh, why well, didn't I actually die? I was running around through universes. Here we are. I think that's how they're going to bring him back. Like, oh, he was just running around different universes. Here he is. Because it's, or they'll just bring a, uh, Sylvie in because she's yeah. from a different, different timeline, different universe. Okay. So, so that's how they'll do the battle world. Like, okay, then Loki's back. And then this Loki's back. And then that Loki's back. And the crocodile Loki. Right. <laughs> Alligator Loki. Alligator, so, whatever. Okay. Are we okay with these TV characters being on the big screen? Yes. I'm, I mean, I am. I mean, I think uh, Justice League would have could have been fun with um, uh, Arrow. I can't think of the actor's name. But, uh, okay. Stephen Amell. Yeah, Stephen Amell. I think he would have fit right in with some <laughs> yeah, of them. Arrow, Arrow. Yeah, Arrow. Yeah, I mean, again, that is Marvel versus DC, right? Uh, and DC that, that's has, just an example. DC for has a got. good reputation for TV shows, not movies. Marvel has a good reputation for movies, but not necessarily TV shows until the last few years. Before Disney Plus, because their TV shows was ABC, like, oh, and then they immediately stopped acknowledging that stuff. As an avid DC fan, I will kind of preface or switch your wording just a little bit. DC is very good about beginning mm-hmm. shows. When they get to their like their fifth season, sixth season, mm-hmm. like Flash right now, oh, it's rough. Yeah, but anytime a TV and I show gets past one season, that's pretty good. Right. Can, can think of how many shows that you've never seen A lot see of these again. shows, I think, should go about five seasons. Because so after their first season, it's like, okay, there's the popular, popularity. Second season, we've got our budget from the network. We've got our writers doing full story arcs for the season. The, the characters know who they are. You've now. got a three to four year window of having great stories, like The Flash. How many stories are they recycling right now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's- and I, it's hard to it's watch. The supernat- and it's the supernatural problem. You can yeah. only go bigger and better so many times versus, okay, what's the point? Yeah. Like, and then like, they ended up fighting God at the right. end. Like, it's like, 
literally in the show Supernatural. I mean, I didn't watch it that far, but like you go so big and they're like, well, you can't do anymore. And that's what the, with what DC had done. Right. With the shows like, you can only go so big and then right. what? That's how Smallville felt too. Like, yeah, the whole premise of Smallville was to see Clark figuring out his superpowers and he figured it out. It took him 10 years to figure them out. Right. But realistically, that should be a two season thing. Yeah. Maybe right. three. I, it, once it got at its fifth season is when into its sixth season is when it started to go downhill. Right. Correct. Season nine and 10 were awesome again. And what's really but cool. They, you could kind of see like the end of the tunnel. So it was like, okay, we're building toward that big finish now. And it was a great finish. I mean, I liked okay. it. it was okay. But I mean, that's kind of the problem what Marvel's going through right now with we saw Infinity Game, Infinity War and Endgame, and then everything since then is like, okay, now it's a exhale moment. Nothing's really happening right now. There's no excitement tense, like we can't wait. Like, no, they haven't done anything yet. Now yeah. part of that was COVID delays, whatever. However, you've also had two years of stuff that has come out that was already in the pipeline that still wasn't that great. I mean, Shang-Chi, I really enjoyed. That was good. Eternals happened. Uh, okay, but without the Marvel Cinematic Universe, would Eternals have been really good? No. You don't think so? No. Because I did enjoy – I like sci-fi shows though. So to me, that I looked at it more of a sci-fi show than or movie than I did a superhero movie. To me, it felt like they were trying to do – Trying to do similar to Guardians of like, okay, well, here's this team that's like a family, mm-hmm. and then there's twi- twists and stuff. But it was this. It felt very. I don't know if it was the acting or the main story itself. It just felt very. I think. Meh, I think the meh. dialogue writing because there were some cringy parts of the dialogue where I'm like that. Uh, that was rough. I mean, the fight scenes looked like they looked good great. Fights. I mean, I would say I would even add actor selection. How many of those actors were not? the actual actor, right? It was Superman being played by the guy who doesn't play Bucky. Right. It was... Uh, I know Rob Stark from uh, Game of Thrones. Sure, whoever. You know, that's I, I, what I saw. Yeah, I don't. So. I but didn't still, watch it. So, but right. it was a lot yeah. of that. And it was they like had, Angelina Jolie was, okay, sh- cool, she's fine. But, but she was just kind of What are you going to do after she, that? She's amnesia. She has amnesia. Right. Yeah. And quite honestly, she was... Just kind of there, or more, or more Alzheimer's than I mean. She has, she has Alzheimer's. She doesn't know. She's slipping in and out of right, right, in the with it and everything. And, and and that's a good. I think that was a good plot uh, point to use to kind of make her a non-villain villain. Fine, but then there was not the Chinese guy from from not Wong, the guy who played the. The cook, the guy, the, cook, who, yeah. the armorer. The guy that he made was playing. His own, he made his own alcohol from his yeah. own spit. Yes, yes, and he he was just not Wong. And then we had the classic. He wasn't Tinker, right either. Where the Tinkerbell storyline, where the little that girl, out. that was awful. where the Tinkerbell story, where the little girl was in love with this other guy that would never see her that way. Right. Like, of course, it's well, young, but it's very Tinkerbell with uh, Peter oh, Pan, sure, sure, where sure, sure. she's she's in love with him, but he never sees her that mm-hmm. way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Was, was, her name was Sprite. Where it's like, oh well. That's a played out trope where it's the little kid that loves the older person that will never see, even though technically they're the same age. Yeah. They'll never see them that way because, oh, I see you as a child. And that's weird. And and the writing was just bad, I thought, for um, what's her face? The hero, the main character. She didn't do anything. She was like, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. I'm the main hero, but help me or I'm dead. It was very forgettable. You guys are making me like the movie less and less. Maybe I'm going to have to Good. rewatch it. Because I I watched it once because of the length. 
Yeah, I didn't watch it a second time because it was a longer movie. I, oh yeah, it was. I watched it in the theaters and I was like, eh, it was a movie. And I, I remember enjoying. I it. I didn't hate it, but I felt very like. Eh, I, I was excited. I was like, oh, I, I like Eternals. I want to read Eternals now. No. Right. Yeah. I wasn't like that, and I didn't even go to the theaters to see it, I don't think. Now, Guardians, I was like, oh, if they write like this, sure, I'll read that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Doctor Strange, sure, I'll read that. Yep. This, I was like, no, yeah. I, I'm good. I'm content. Do you think Marvel is shoving too much comedy down our throats right now? I think they are not necessarily shoving. They're leaning Maybe leaning on, on, it. on it too They're much? On because Doctor much. Strange, that second movie had... Granted, there was a lot of horror stuff or did different things. It and stuff could have like gone that. harder, though, and it would have worked yes. really well, especially zombies. And there strange. was a decent amount of comedy that just felt off, maybe not off-putting, but out of place. I mean, I still- I, I enjoyed the heck out of the movie, don't get me wrong. And I liked it more but, than Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, but Thor, Love, and Thunder, they've made Thor out to be just a comedy He was a caricature movie. of Thor. Yeah. It was it was not Thor on screen. It was Chris Helmsworth on screen. Yeah. It was no longer the character Thor. Right. Now, if we would have seen the Thor that we read volume one recently for the podcast, yeah. the, club, the serious like, okay, things are real. I'm in charge. I got to do this. Sure. Right. Do that. Versus the, oh, I'm naked. Oh, no. Oh, you're... The your Zeus and whatever. Yeah, now, I love the I love the laughing goats. Or the I did too. Screaming goats. That, that was, was good. great. But everything else felt the weird love triangle between Thor, Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker. That was ridiculous. That was what? Why? Why right. are the weapons having? Why does Stormbreaker have a personality? Right. I mean, Mjolnir is just Mjolnir doing its thing. Like it is what it is. I. This is me, and we'll probably get a lot of hate for this, but I enjoyed the second Thor movie more than I did that one. The second oh. Thor movie with the, the red, with the red ether. No, I know. The second Thor movie still had Thor. It was still, and it had Loki. There was a lot of if good chemistry between them two in that movie. There was, there was some, maybe not a great uh, deal, but it, you know me, I like my logic. If it flows well, I will like it. If it makes sense, I will like it. There are things that I don't agree with, but if it makes sense, I'm okay with it. La Thor from from what Dark World? Uh, oh, uh, Guardians of Thor. That's the name of that movie, yeah. right? Love and Thunder. It was no, no Guardians of Thor, Ragnarok. Gotcha. Because that's what that turned into was Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. It was one of the old '90s comics, Guardians of the Galaxy, guest starring Thor. Right. Right. That's how those covers used to be back then, and before then, in the '80s also. Uh, that's what Ragnarok felt like. Um, it worked. Thor of the Galaxy. Did it though? It worked for me because I thought it was the best Thor movie. I really liked it, but now look at what we've gotten because of it. We've well, gotten Love and Thunder because of it. You, yeah, it's not fair to judge a movie based off of what's happened after that. The movie is still on on its own. No, it's no, still no, good. And I'm talking say, about the the making sense, the logic. I part know, of it all. I know. I'm saying you're you're detracting points on that one because everything since then still. And that's not necessarily a fair move judge on that movie itself. Like. How everything else has panned out since then, that's not its fault. No, no. But there still would have been uh, that trail of where to go. So I'm assuming that they said Dark World was a flop. Let's give him more comedy because of the success of Guardians. Let's, because he is from space, why don't we kind of make him more spacey? And apparently space people are more funny. And or whatever. And they like classic rock. And uh, it worked with Ragnarok. Okay, fine, but then... And they stepped it up a notch. But then look at Thor at uh, Endgame and uh, 
Infinity War. He kind of went back to that dark world Thor where it made sense. I am who I am. This has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became a little bit. He he became uh, appropriately serious. And then now in Love and Thunder, you have no idea who you are. Yeah. Because. It's the way it, it felt. The, the, the thing there that didn't make sense is Mjolnir came back to him. So he still should know that he's worthy from from when he traveled back to go right. save. Uh, in, in Endgame. In Endgame, right. And then you have this really weird identity. It just, it there felt- were things about it that didn't make sense. And I think that's the part of the writing that, that's where I think writing goes bad. And, and actors may, we've talked about with uh, Cavill, great Superman, not the best writing. Love right. Man of Steel, but I think you put all your eggs in that basket and right. didn't give yourself a way to keep going with that franchise. And now Agreed. people are like, oh, I hate Superman. Uh, why? Right. Because well, of the writing, not because of Cavill. I love Cavill. I think he's a, I, I didn't realize he was a. The Witcher? Montenegro, uh, his son, uh, Montego from uh, Count of Monte Crisco. Hmm. <laughs> In the the I remake with uh, Guy Pierce and 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 Jim Caviezel or whatever, he is the son. He's like sixteen in that movie. Mm. It's like, oh hey, I've seen you. I didn't know that. Uh, but going back, I think Love and Thunder was trying to do Iron Man three of the the post because Iron Man three was Robert Down- or Iron Man being depressed and everything because like just shell shock, the PTSD of oh sure of, of, of the Avengers of New movie, York of the and that's what. They're trying to tease out a little bit with Love and Thunder, like okay, everybody died, but also everyone come back. That would have been better for if it was in between Infinity War and Endgame. Like we failed, give us that Thor. Like when he when he is Fat Thor when he's depressed, or, give us that. Yeah, not only that, that depression mode. They versus... should have had a second movie in there too. I mean, maybe they should have. I would have if... loved to have seen a Guardians and Thor adventure movie, but it, Thor Four just felt rushed to me just mm-hmm. to get Natalie Portman back. I think that was a big part of it, yes. And Back so, for what? They, spoilers. Well, killed her. Well, they were – so they were – going back to what they were supposed to have done, they were supposed to have Guardians 3 come out before Thor Love and Thunder. But they fired James Gunn. All the other actors were like, oh, if he's not in it, we're not doing it. So they kept production going, made Thor. That's why they got rid of Guardians really quickly. It was supposed to be – Guardians 3 was supposed to have a big Thor epic in there too. He was supposed to be there the entire time. Versus like, well, no, we, we're doing a Thor movie. Well – we're not doing a Thor and Guardians movie. We're doing a Thor movie. So bye bye well, Guardians early on, and like all right, well we need to whatever. Let's move past it. Here, here we go. And yeah, I would like to have seen a him actually acknowledge what was going on to him sure. and his in his whole world with his You're, family. And I don't know which one of you said it. That that would have fit perfectly. Put this Thor between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would have been perfect. Do that instead of what? What did we get in between? Infinity War Endgame. We got uh, Ant Man Wasp. Ant Man and Wasp. We got Captain Marvel, which was a flashback. To uh, oh right, and Did we? oh yeah, we yep. And that was it between Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. And the problem I had with that is like, I get you don't want to draw that out between the two parts one and part two. You want to do this summer, next summer. I understand that. Sure. But also maybe let it marinate a little bit. Have everyone have the world in the, in the MCU experience what the world outside felt like. What do you mean? Iron Man's good, dead. 
What do you mean? Or not Iron Man. What do you think? Tony's. Uh, the Peter blip. Yeah, the Let blip. us experience the blip a little bit. Of everybody disappearing. Sure, that could have been. And have them acknowledge that. Like, And then the whole Flag Smashers and Falcon Winter Soldier, to tie it back up, you would have felt them. Underst- you would have understood why they wanted to go back to the blip time. Like, no, the Ooh. world has moved. And then they're not. They're, they're still villains, but they're not just, ah, twirling my mustache. I'm villain because I'm villainy. Like, no, no. Okay. I understand where you're coming from. Okay. Can the audience. Could the could the audience have gone two years between Infinity War and Endgame? I think so. Yeah, that's what that would have been a good time to start their Disney Marvel shows. Because okay, flesh this out. Let everyone you know? feel mm-hmm. the the blip, feel the gap, and like oh, this has consequences. Because we do see it post blip. We're seeing Bits the post blip stuff, and we're seeing a little bit of like yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe not post blip so much. We saw it in Endgame, but like in, in Spider-Man, uh, we saw it in uh, Far From Home. We saw like them blipping back. Oh no, we only home. saw them blipping back. Right. We didn't see like the what during, the world was right. like during that time. Which I think they they kind of alluded to really well, like in 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 Falcon Cap, uh, when so was, I think it was Emphasis Nest who said. We we were fixing things while you all of you were gone. Yeah, was it her who said it? Eh, whoever somebody so, said it, and like that, that was kind of like I know when I when I heard that I was like, oh, crap! I guess five years at oh, some point, I mean, you know, the, months into that, somebody would have been like, "Hey, y'all, follow me, and we'll well, and we'll rebuild." The world has continued. We'll the world still spins. Like you have right. to move on. Like it yeah. sucks that half the population was gone, but also. The sun will still rise. We still yep. have to do our thing. Tomorrow, we still have to keep moving on. You could and bet your bottom dollar on that. And they just skipped over Tomorrow. the gravity of that loss. Yeah, sure. And to if because that was the whole thing was like, Infinity War ended on such a like boom heavy hitter as the audience like holy crap. Now what? Oh, five years later, here we go, and the problem solved. Like yes, we had to wait a year, but we weren't seeing anything in between to to re-expose that wound. Because if we would have, then once Endgame hit, okay, yes, we know how bad this hurts. Let's solve it now. That would been so much more rewarding then versus... Can you imagine how many theaters would have actually taken physical damage after, like, okay, so we, we feel this, right? And we've all seen the clips. We all experienced Avengers assemble, and we all and lost it. We all Everybody shows it. up. Right. But we all lost it. We were bouncing our chairs, yelling and everything. Those theaters, after, if we would have had more emotion right. of the blip and then the unblipping. It, it, it was a good we high. We would have but how destroyed. Much, how personal <laughs> it would have been. Right, exactly. Because yeah. we didn't exactly. experience that loss. Because we never saw anything in between. We saw flashbacks because Ant-Man was a flashback before sure. Infinity War. Um, Captain Marvel was flashback to the 90s. So we never felt that. Mm-hmm. Disney does keep us make keeps making us feel Order 66. So maybe they thought that was the right recipe to skip over it to to numb the wound. I mean, I mean, how many what there's a there's a show, there's Rebels, there's the game uh Fallen Order, there's multiple flashbacks, there's uh the Ahsoka part at the end of Clone Wars, the final final end of Clone Wars. But why do they keep How many doing times that? do we keep Feeling out Order sixty six, the beginning of Bad Batch, and, but why maybe, do we? But why do we keep doing that? Why do they keep doing that? Because it works. 
No, right. And that's they what could I mean. have done that with so, this, and it would have worked. No, that's kind of what I'm getting at. They're using that kind of equation because it did work for Star Wars. Maybe they should have not done that and done what we're talking about. Make the audience wait two years. Well, see, I'm saying they, they didn't use the formula. They just skipped right over it, and they've skipped over it since then. But I think they've got a good formula at the same time, like with White Widow in the, the Hawkeye show when she blipped and then came back and, like, the walls were different colors or oh, something yeah, like that, you sure. know? And but there's, like, people in the living room. In, in we're feeling we saw a photon that aspect. Yeah, we're feeling Locker that Rambo. aspect of them oh, yeah. reappearing five years later when everything's changed. Sure. Right. That's the part we're but, feeling. But it's not doing the living through is, right. the, is the problem. Like, have us... And we can't do it now because we've already gotten past I think that. we've gone too yeah. far. I think, I, I think you're right with Yelena's... Where yeah, it, we're getting that she feeling. She was killing somebody. She was she was on a job. She was on a hit. Yeah, and then Something all of like a sudden, that. there's a family in there, and she's yeah. like, "What?" And the, the, wall, heck? the wallpaper is different. And yeah. Everything. yeah, I thought that was like, really good. They've, they've done a really good job of showing that side of the people right. that got blipped, but the, not, they've not done a good viewing of people that live through the blip. Is the thing is what I would like to have seen. And again, I think now it's too long gone. We can't do that now. Yeah. So when we talk about like mergers and stuff of like these mediums like because obviously we're getting these mcu characters kind of in the comic books uh do do we think those would translate well like into games uh without it being a cheap ploy yeah right well (laughs) and i mean i'm okay with cheap ploys i kind of like it um so yes and no here's why i ask Okay, go for it. Okay, I, I, this is not superhero comic related, but I would say Star Wars did it best with Knights of the Old Republic. They took the Star Wars universe. Rewound it. Rewound it, didn't give us any of the characters we know and love, and gave us one of the best video games of all time for its time. And there are stakes in the game because there is no- There's choices. Oh, will this person survive? Yeah, we know they will because they're more. Yeah, we have no idea. Obi-Wan. Like, oh, is Obi-Wan going to survive? Yeah, he'll be There's fine. There's no Luke stakes will be fine. Leia will be fine. It'll be fine. This, there was stakes. Because they we were all know what brand they were new characters. Had nothing like right. thousand years before? Something like that, yeah. But, but, but that's what I mean. They could have yeah. done 3,000 years in the future and done the same thing. Or they could have done the complete same timeline like they did in um, Jedi Fallen Order. Those are all new characters, pretty much. For the oh, most yeah. part, there's some, you know. Well, it takes it, place between yeah. 66 and Yavin. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, well, because they had already seen yeah. the success of, of Star Wars Rebels. Right. I mean, that time, know me. That I time period, that yeah, show. it was a great show. That time period's the most interesting, you know? I think the First Order and, you know, the, pre- the sequel trilogy could have been interesting, but the writing was just... So much hope. Yeah. Not even going to go there. Let's go back so, to the Marvel Universe. So, But that was my point is they could – I think they could do that. There is a way. Yeah, there's totally a way. You know. And obviously, they, they're they missing out because they haven't listened to this podcast. There you go. <laughs> so I, I bring that up only because uh, of one of this week's comics. So well, how about this? How about, Segway time. That's enough of that. Segway time. That's enough of that. Uh, we're talking about books that came out this week, Wednesday, November 14th – or September 14th, 2022. Adrian <laughs> – What's your uh, first pick? Uh, it's really unfortunate for me. It was a light week. It was a light week for me too. The, That's the Judgment Day event is still going. It's uh, wow. Yep, it's still going on. Yeah. Huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe they need to dial it back a little bit. Uh, Obi Wan. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was fun. 
Obi-Wan number five? Five. Uh, yeah. Out of five, I think. Yes, it's, and it's, there's relief here. It's done. And and I'm very sad about that because I love Obi-Wan. I love Star Wars. And it's done, thankfully. <laughs> but, uh, so my original question came out of, uh, I read Midnight Suns. Number one. That came out this week. Number one. And clearly, uh, to prep for the new game that's coming out, I don't know. Um, They're capitalizing on the momentum of the game and the name recognition of the game. But I think they're also capitalizing on the Strange Academy book that had been out for, what, about a year and a half, two years? It's been out for a few years now. Yeah. So uh, it went 18, 19 issues, Strange Academy, uh, and it's all these kids of of kind of like Runaways, where Runaways was, were the villains' kids. It's the X-Men, but with magic instead of mutants. Right, exactly. Uh, and uh, the art was okay. The the story might be okay. It was just issue one. It was a good setup, I thought. They did a lot of work in this. I don't, if you had not been reading Strange Academy, it did a lot of groundwork yes. in there. And I think they did a good job doing that. Yes. Uh, I'm... I'm not sure, though, if it's going to be in the regular continuity, though. Like, I really felt, <laughs> I felt black-labeled with this book. Like, DC's black label. Are you in continuity? Or are you not in continuity? I don't know. So, Well, who's supposed to know? You or me? Well, I'm going to say one thing that's a slight spoiler with it is everyone has a vision of something that's going to happen. Correct. So, classic Marvel, if you see a vision, you know that's not going to happen. Correct. So, they are going to fight, trying to figure out a way to not make that vision come true. Correct. So, that's what the whole book is going to be like, a what if... Initially, this is going to happen. Okay, now how do we backpedal to not get that? Great. And but then how do you... Uh, so Then I'm, where are the stakes at after that? Can it go on? Or will it only be five issues and be done then? Well, right. I don't even know what this is solicited to. Is this going to end when the game comes out? And will will this be not the failures of some of the Marvel Cinematic Movie prequel issues that we would get? Like Iron Man point zero five the the day before oh, the movie came yeah. out, you know, or, uh, cause only a couple of those, uh, what was it? Was it, was it black Panther? The one that actually did well. It wasn't very many though, but going anyway. back to this one, uh, who was the roster of the midnight suns in the series? It's Wolverine magic, uh, which is Ileana Rasputin from yeah, right, X-Men. Right. Um, blade, uh, Harkness, blade, blade magic, okay. Um, that's the problem is what I'm getting yeah, at though with this exactly. series is on the cover you oh, Spirit see, Rider like who the heck is Spirit Rider I, yeah. but you you can see not Ghost there's Rider, a handful but... of recognizable characters and then like who's that like oh it's not Ghost Rider now we got Blade Nico from Runaways mm -hmm. is in it which mm -hmm. magic user sure it's all people that are in the game is my problem <laughs> sure sure and and you, that is how you have to introduce new characters. Yes. Right? And I think they did a, a, a pretty decent job at this. Yeah. They didn't bring in your, your grade A heavy hitters. Uh, There's no Doctor Strange in this. Well, he does kind of show up at the beginning. But the, but you know, he's not because, actually in the correct. plot. Uh, but you bring in somebody like Blade, who is classic and well-known. You bring in Wolverine. You bring in Magic. Who has been in other Midnight Suns teams as well. Yes. But the focus isn't on them. It's on the new kids. Uh, it's the, the students of right. the Strange Academy. And so I, I have hopes. I have hopes. It was it was fine. for It wasn't an earth-shattering issue one, but it was, it was fine. Right. I mean, you can't have, you know, secret invasion happening every week. You can't have secret war happening every week. You can't have civil war happening every week. You, there has to be a setup. At some point, right? It was set up a long time ago that Captain America would get shot and killed by 
uh, Agent 13. Well, you can't just do that. Right. right. You have to have it. Yeah, some things do need a slow build. Logically. Yeah. Logically. I'm apparently Vulcan. Yeah. Uh, Jared, what is one of the books this week that stood out to you? Um, I'm going to say Batman versus Robin number one, unless you wanted to pick that uh, one. I, I plan on us tag team. Okay. All right. Um, we don't know why, but um, Damian Sp- Wayne has attacked. Warning, warning, warning for potential spoilers. I mean, we continue. I'm not going into the heavy spoilers. Oh, it's like page two, so I'm, gonna, I'm willing to mention No, that. I'm just going to say um, Damian has a team that is attacking Bruce in Wayne Manor. We don't know why. We don't know why. I mean, he we has don't a know reason if, why, but Bruce is like, that's not really you. What's yeah, going on? Bruce we don't know if, strings. yeah, we don't know if um, somebody's controlling Damien or what. Why is he doing it? Right. <clears throat> so you don't really know why. Um, he's challenging Batman or Bruce for the throne of Batman, really. Yeah. I bet you Captain on. America is making him do it. He might be. So, But uh, he's basically saying, yeah, there in Wayne Manor, he's like, yeah, this is my house now. So Damien's up <laughs> to something. But, I mean, the, that's the classic prodigal son story. Hey, Dad, give me your give me the inheritance you're gonna give me when you die, and let me uh, let me go. But what pref- but what led into that is the biggest plot moment in this. That's like four pages in the return of Alfred. He's back. Maybe is, isn't he dead? That's why I said he is back. Maybe it's it, could, it could it's be him. Uh, it's a hologram. It could be uh, magic. But the first few pages, Bruce is even testing him. Okay, he asks him questions like only Alfred only Alfred would know. And it gets the last thing right. I often remember is was him di- was himself dying, and like what is going? It's like well I know it wasn't a body double because we cremated his body. So what foul magic is at play? Yeah, but I thought Lazarus Pit for a little while, but I'm like they cremated him. I don't right. know. So and that's the biggest thing for me is like okay Alfred's back. That this whole story is titled Batman versus Robin, but it's like but the real uh, subject mm-hmm. or the title is. How did Alfred come back? Sure. That's the real title. Yep. And if it's if it's really Alfred that's there. And it's a five issue mini story. Yep. And uh, I I'm debating on it. I'm kind of thinking it might be because didn't they solicit a Ra's al Ghul coming back in 2023? Uh, I mean they're doing a one bad day uh Ra's al Ghul written by Tom Taylor. That's it. Yeah. So, so that could amongst be amongst the mini one bad days yeah. with different Batman villains. Uh I think he's coming back because they killed Damien off, what, six years ago? They brought him back through magic also? Yeah. Like, oh, no, someone dying. Come- we all know Alfred's going to come back one way or another. Right. If, is this the book where it does it? That's fine. I'm cool with it. Let's go on. Like, I do yeah. wish they would kill off people every so often. They do. And then they bring him back. No, no, like, legit. Like, I, I and I, I think, I think we can be okay with Alfred never coming back. The way Batman has been going recently with him losing his fortune, he's holed up in a lesser expensive mansion type thing. <laughs> he's living downtown yeah. instead of in a mansion on the, on the suburbs. He's just less rich. But uh, the way he's going right now, the story fits not having Alfred around it does. at this it time. It does fit as well. But you it, know, they can easily put that puzzle piece back in. They can. Perfectly fine. Oh, I've got my money back. I'm moving back into Wayne Manor or and I've got the that. Batcave and here's can, Alfred again. They can still live downtown and Alfred be still there. I mean, Alfred is to Batman what Jarvis is to Iron Man. And I'm talking about the cinematic. Loyal. It's, and I'm going cinematic, not even the comic book okay. where it's like the butler. No, no. He is the butler also, but he's also the guy that does all the legwork. Yeah. So what Jarvis was in the MCU of the, oh, well, I'm, do, I'm pulling up research on this, doing that. That's what Alfred does. He's the guy in the chair. Exactly. I don't know that he would have been able to do it, though. Yeah, okay. Without Tony's directive. Because and, and he that's only what, does and that's things what, that's in what Alfred response. does too. I mean, 
Yeah, in a way, that's out. Yeah. Bruce tells Alfred, like, hey, this is what's going on. Can you run a test on this? Whatever. Like, he's the gopher. He does. He's the man in the chair. Yep. He is the Jarvis in the cinematic universe. Now, the Jarvis in the comic books is just a butler. Yeah. (laughs) And I think a little bit of the difference with the cinematic universe is um, Alfred would bring him sandwiches and make him eat. Right. And stuff like that. He would so, be the father. Like, no, yes. I'm not just your partner. I'm also the person in charge because yeah, you are caretaker. actually like a child and you will kill yourself unless someone tells you not to kill yourself. Right. The stove is hot. Do not touch. You won't You won't not touch it unless I tell you not to touch it. Right. It reminds me of the uh, the Mask of the Phantasm from the 90s when uh, uh, Alfred says to, to, to Bruce, so I guess you'll go see the, the girl uh, after you're done investigating. And Bruce is like, you think you know me so well. And Alfred's like, I diapered your bloody bottom. I ought, yep. I ought to know you very well. And yeah, it was just. And so the way you said that just kind of right. reminded yeah. me of that. And, and that's and that's the dynamic between them. Like, yes, Alfred is Alfred is more of a father than Thomas Wayne ever was. Right. And there was a spot in this Could book where I was like, oh, that ever was because he died. <laughs> I, but he, he, that just sounds. I, that, I mean, I guess you're going for, but also he couldn't have been a father because he was dead. Right. And. It, if it is, if Bruce takes after his father in any way, shape, or form, he probably idolizes him more than what he actually was. I mean, we saw that in Flashpoint, sort of, where, oh, you are this great philanthropist that helped everybody, but ultimately he's a rich dude, and there's probably going to be some demons that he has of his own. Like, oh, it's easier to remember you as this great person than as a human being with flaws. So because of that, oh, you will always stay that perfect father that I remember when I was a 10-year-old versus as an adult, ooh, you done messed up a few times. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He can't see that because he, does, he won't see that as an adult. He'll never see that. Versus Alfred, better or worse, he saw him as a father, as a brother from some standpoints as well too. Like, no, we are equals. Mm-hmm. You are not my butler. You're not underneath me. No, we are, worst case scenario, equal. I do, I, I, I do wonder how anybody could ever thread that needle. You're my brother and my servant. You're my father and my servant all at the same time. Right. <laughs> because he does. He he has no problem being like, hey, go do this thing. But, and then at the same time, he, you know, is weeping yeah. without stopping right. when he when Alfred's in the hospital or whatever. You right. know? And I think because there is that mutual respect that they have right. established. So like, yes, technically you work for me, but realistically you can yell at me because you've earned that. You can yell at me and I will listen to it. Yes. Any other subordinate yelling at me, okay, you're fired, whatever. Versus, no, no, you've earned that spot. But Alfred how- sometimes is his own conscience, too. It's right. like, Bruce, which, which the, uh, snap out of it. You're being right. a jerk. He's Do Alfred, the right thing. Alfred is the Jiminy Cricket to him. Like, yeah. no, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. I wonder how he gets paid. He uh, lives in a mansion and gets to do all that fun stuff by spending the billionaire's uh, money. I mean, they te- they – Talked about oh, it no. in sure. the Nightwing story where Dick Grayson inherited Alfred's money. He's like, oh, I'm a billionaire now because <laughs> Alfred never spent any of his money because he never had to. Mm-hmm. He had right. paid. And like, well, so he just spent. He just spent Bruce's, Bruce's money, money and then got paid on right. top of it. Would well, he? I mean, I don't know. I, I if you were in his shoes, I, yeah, I, I, I was know. there, I would. I'm just saying. I'm just. <laughs> Collect my I, paycheck. Oh, I mean, you need grocery. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you're never off the clock. Right. That's, That's the other, the other side. Because you, he is a parent. And as a parent, Adrian, I can imagine you can attest that and you're never off the clock. But like, was you are he, always a parent. But That's was true. he on the clock all the time with Thomas and Martha? Or was it just when he became the father figure? And that's they don't really say that. You know? Well, there he would have been more of like an uncle. You know? Right. I'm 
I'm Uncle Butler when mom and dad are on a business trip or whatever. I would say more of the babysitter slash teacher at that point. That's what I mean. An uncle. Like, the the best uncles were always the ones that would teach you how to get yourself into trouble. Like, um, I always consider, like, I had a great relationship with my nephew because I always got the fun stuff when he was younger, but then Mm -hmm. could send him back to his dad. Right. Uh, You're you're making me mad. Good to you, dad. Something serious is going on. Go over there. That's not my job. Right. But, but that's, anyway, you know, <laughs> but that's the dynamic I think that's going to bring back of Alfred. I, I believe that Batman versus Robin number one is going to bring back Alfred alive and in the main universe again. Yeah, I would say so. Just by some of the dialogue in this book and everything like that. But no, it's very possible. It's a five issue mini. It's very possible they could at the end. Okay. Undo whatever caused all this craziness yeah. to happen. And then he just fades away. If there is again. magic stuff. It could be like necromancy and stuff like that. Or it something could be to where they're going to stop the bad guy, but stopping if, the bad guy undoes I, everything. I'm thinking, what if Bruce I'm, is going crazy? I'm thinking, well, yeah, that that's, could be. that's a whole other crazy. Because do yeah. we see Alfred talking to anybody else in this? Yes. Issue? Yes. Uh, uh, Robin sees him and he's like, wait, what? So they both can't be exactly the same crazy. But I, well, no, maybe it could be wishful be. thinking. I say, hopefully this is how they bring him back because I think it is a, it's important to have that family member back in the Bat family. Is it? The, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is it? Yeah. Are there not already other people that could fill in those shoes? I mean, that was kind of the, the funeral ep- uh, issue episode of, you know, Dick is, is, is this part of, of Alfred and Babs is that part of Alfred and, and Damien is the other part. Like we got Alfred out of other characters. I think. I just want to kill somebody, not literally, but I just want to kill somebody in the comic books and then they never come back. I I understand that. If you want that, read Independent. And <laughs> next pick uh, your, the week for you, Adrian. Do you have any other picks this week? Uh, again, no, it was a light week. So. It was a light week. The Judgment Day event is still going on. Obi-Wan is finally done. Um, like, I have two half books for my picks otherwise. Marauders was still fun. X-Men Red was still so, fun. Jared, what else yeah. is out to you this week? <laughs> uh, Star Wars is actually pretty good. I've actually been enjoying this here pretty pretty good since uh, the uh, Crimson Dawn. Crimson Crimson Rain. Crimson Rain. Crimson, Crimson Dawn's the, the organization. Purple. Purple. Yeah. Purple, purple Rain. Rain. There we go. But uh, uh, this has been good. Uh, Kira has kind of activated some of her people, and some of them are getting away from the Death Star. Uh, we ended last issue with a couple, uh, family escaping the Death Star. This is their more of their escape mm-hmm. uh, adventure. So they're trying to get away from the, the Death Star. So how close are we to Return of the Jedi? I have no idea. Because I feel like they are dragging this it does in between a on. little bit. Yeah. But this is a great time period and some good reading. Um, they are trying to contact um, the Rebels to get, you know, to get a pickup and do this and that. And the rebels are basically going through all these transmissions of different places needing help, and they come across that at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's the cliffhanger, pretty much. But um, I figured if you're not reading Star Wars, you're probably not going to pick this up at this point because we're on issue 27. We're in the midway to re- to figure out where we're you're at trade. right now. Yeah, right. I would say pick it, pick up the last few things in trade at this point. How long did but the other one go? this has been fun. So since the Crimson Rain stuff has kind of ended. This this and Vader have picked up. It's been pretty good. Uh, and my last one is going to be two half picks. Uh, Ms. Marvel and Venom, number one. This is part three of a story arc. That was first Ms. Marvel and Wolverine, number one. Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight, number one. Ms. Marvel and Venom, number one. 
Uh, I hate that they weren't all one, two, three, or even said anywhere in the subtitle, like, hey, this is part two of the story, but whatever, it is what it is. Um, this is the culmination where there have been little virus bugs that have been flying around New York City wrecking havoc, and Ms. Marvel has been fighting them, and they've been adapting to them, and they've figured out a way to destroy it. And we get a big splash panel where it is Ms. Marvel, Venom, Moon Knight, and Wolverine all together. Here we are fighting the big bad. Let's go. Uh, I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoyed the other two issues. I enjoyed this one. I I will recommend it when it comes out in trade as well because it's been really fun. Uh, the other one I want to mention is the 06 Protocol. That was pretty good. Um, where it's this family. It starts with this family getting robbed. This guy breaks in the house, starts shooting up the place, and the husband and wife trying to defend the house and you figure out, Oh, well the husband, uh, his, what he said his job was, wasn't actually his job. And there's a whole conspiracy behind it all. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And the twist at the end, I'm not going to say, but I kind of saw coming. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. I saw this that coming. probably going to be okay. Yep. There it is. Yep. And, but I enjoyed it though. And I'm, I am curious to see where they're going to go with that after this. Cause it did end on a good cliffhanger. Like, oh, well I thought we we're going to see more nonstop action, but there's actually, a bit of a break that we're going to see yeah, here. This, Which one was this? Uh, the 06, 06 Proto. Protocol. Oh, okay. uh, this felt like a TV show or a, uh, it could have been a movie. Yeah. It, I thought this plot it, was very... It was fast-paced and it made yeah. sense and it had a good family dynamic and yep. the uh, history of the the couple and everything. Like They did a lot of background work and it felt natural the way they right. did it too. Same here. So, and then the kids and stuff there that are going to be playing a part in this family dynamic. I... I'm just happy to see where, or excited to see where this is going to go next. And it explains why it's called the 06 protocol. Right. It happened because it happens in 2006. Yeah. So something happens in there and there's, what is it? I am 06 or what? I forget what the I think the so. Something like that. Yeah. And the reason why it's I am, I, I chuckled for. I'm not going to say that way because you have to read it to figure that out. But yeah, those are the books that came out this week that stood out to us. And yeah. The first Star Wars comic came out in 2015. Did it? And it went all the way to 2019. Okay. 70, 75 issues. So, so I guess there's room for this to keep going. Okay. Uh, so moving on to book club book of the week is going to be Neverlanders by Tom Taylor. If you don't want spoilers on this, Jared, what are we going to read next week? I, you, you I, I completely forgot. East of West. East of West. Volume one is what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, the reason why Laura picked it is because we were talking about Game of Thrones and she Googled that that's and right. like, oh, this is something remotely comparable to that. So that's what we're going to be reading next week is East of West, Volume 1. Uh, moving on, Neverlanders, Volume 1 and only, as of right now. It's an original graphic novel written by Tom Taylor. And I don't know that they should make it. I, I liked it. I don't know that they should. But I, it definitely leaves room that they could do more. I don't know. That they, I, I don't so, know. well, overall... Jared, you haven't said a whole lot about this yet. <laughs> um, I read this because you guys decided to do this as our book club book. Um, I probably wasn't going to. I'm not a huge Peter Pan fan. Like I, I like the I like the Hook movie, you know, but I'm not going to go out in search of a Peter Pan. Like they did a new one story. a couple years ago. Like, yeah, I don't care. It's yeah, I, exactly. It's not Robin Williams. I'm out. I was interested in this when yeah. you first said it because of Tom Taylor. Right. That was it. Um, other than that. This was phenomenal. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Just. So it's, it starts the groundwork where there's these kids that are 
begging for change in the subway. Yeah. Uh, one almost gets ran over because he gets shoved in the train tracks, almost get ran over by trains. By an, by an adult. By an adult. One of the kids dives down in there, saves them. And like, I love that they basically look at the crowd of adults who just stood there watching. They're all, all just like you cowards, like, you know. Like the, realistically, the girl should not have been in any danger at all because the train was far enough away. Like I'm stuck. Help! Help! Yeah. Hello, none anybody? Of them, yeah. And the, the other girl's like, really? No one? Okay, I guess. Like me, a child also that may get stuck trying to get out versus an adult that can reach the ground and up. Whatever. Fine. This book had a great way to divert your attention a little bit so you didn't know 100% what was going on at times because the kid that jumped in to save the girl from the train they take him back to the their uh hideout which is in a camper in a junkyard and they're like okay you you pull for first guard and they put a guard to watch him as well well he starts talking to what looks like a cell phone and he says these are the ones we've been looking for and they're like, oh, everybody he, kind of so freaks out because it looks like he's talking into a cell phone. So he's the outsider. And when I first read it, I was like, okay, maybe the Neverlanders, like, they're just in the trailer park. Have, yeah. Like in a junkyard. Kind of like Middle West. Kind of like Middle West. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, that's what that's, it's going to be a take on Never Neverland, but it's going to be their own sanctuary within the big city. Right. But how real can that world. be when you look at the cover? It's like. Right. Right. But I was like, how are you well, going to get there? <laughs> I thought this was going to be like their imagination world is what oh, I thought. Okay. Based on the cover. Like, okay, they're going to. They're gonna be in a junk po- junkyard, kind of like Heathcliff the cartoon. Yeah, like they're hanging out in the junkyard, and but that's it's just, like their oasis. Type right, that's thing. their coping mechanisms is to yeah. pretend we're in this fantasy land. Right, but when I was first reading this, I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. So he's trying to bring Captain Hook down on these kids and stuff like that. But no, he's got Tinkerbell in his pocket talking to Tinkerbell, and she ain't talking and very she, nicely. No, <laughs> she is that a foul mouth Tinkerbell. Yep, that ain't the Tinkerbell I remember. I like this Tinkerbell more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, I want to say quote issue one because it's all one thing. Uh, the chapter one, chapter, right? Uh, it ends with one of the kids getting shot up in the chest. Like he just got shot. He's bleeding out. He's going to die. Yeah, and that's where the free comic book day issue ended. So because like, if you remember this, this was teased at free comic book day, and I think they did a fantastic job of picking where to end that free issue, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think. Because we get that a lot, you know. Especially, some publishers just redo yeah. issue one. It's like, but what can you really do? Because that issue yeah. one came out, you know, ten years ago. This was free comic book day. Here's a teaser for something that's coming out in September mm-hmm. in May, right? Right. And right. So, and and then it delivered. Yeah, like, and that's what I think free comic book day. Not is be. just him being shot up, but that first section. I really thought that was the Peter Pan style character, the leader, the, you know. He was going to be Pan. Yeah. And that's that's what that really felt like they were building to. And that's like, oh, he shot up. That ain't good. Yeah. It, I mean, this book definitely has a huge tonal shift from issue one to the rest or yes. chapter one mm-hmm. from the rest. Mm-hmm. The real world grounded like, mm-hmm. oh, kids get shot sometimes to, okay, yeah. now we're going into fantasy or, okay, magic tree, healing tree. And then all these other other special armors that has different special abilities, and I mean, I don't. We don't need to go through line by line everything here. No, no. Um, I thought the dynamic between all of the characters, um, it the the dialogue of all the characters felt different. The younger kids had a younger age dialogue. Um, some of it was more cutesy or something like that. The different powers too that yes. really worked for the characters really well too. Right. 
Yeah. Like, okay. This one. Oh, she loves iguanas. So she, she gets an iguana suit for some reason. And she like, can, you know, blend into her environments and swim and talk underwater. It reminds me know? of die where each person was assigned their own die. Each person assigned their own armor. In this. Yeah. There was a very big, uh, senpai, uh, kind of inspiration in, 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 I in agree the with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find an old man living on in the Never Never Land mm-hmm. with his they talking alligator. Call him Rob. Uh, I think that's what they called him yes, t- towards the beginning because I was wondering who that was. Um, at first, I thought it was um, I couldn't. I don't know the kids' names other than like Wendy. But you remember in the original Peter Pan stuff, there was Wendy and her two brothers John. or something. So I was wondering. I'm like, Wendy, oh, is that John one of? Michael. Okay, yeah, but I couldn't remember that yeah. at the time. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's one of Wendy's brothers. Or I wonder if it's going to be like Rufio from the hook. Right, from, yeah. Like, oh, a, they not pan, like the, yeah. oh, I was going, I wanted to be the pan, but I was never that. Right. Uh, but I do love, and I, we're skipping a lot of here, uh, what I'm about to say, the twist that the old man that was on the island was Hook, Captain Hook. Was Captain Hook, and he's on the side of the, of the, uh, lost, the lost boys now, lost children. And the the hook of this story was Peter Pan. Yeah. That went to the dark side of the force. Yep. And I loved the the references in the uh, story arc revolving Peter Shadow. They're like, Peter Shadow abandoned him. The way that was teased, especially like, yeah. okay, the one kid can walk through and see shadows. Yeah. Oh, well, that, and then that character, they just like disappear. They never acknowledge again until like, oh, yeah. that was Pan's or Peter's shadow. Yeah. And uh, they prefaced it because they kept saying the Pan got killed off, meaning right. Peter. And they're like, oh, his, yeah, his shadow wasn't around him when it happened. So his shadow was, you know, still out there roaming around. Uh, so. And then the one part I did not like, because there's no real payoff, is the one girl's mom is with I Anne. felt the same thing. And then, like, they ride off into the sunset, like, okay, we're going separate ways. But, like, dude, you just found out your mom is still alive, and she knows that you're there, and, like, you're just not going to acknowledge it. Now, that's yeah. where I think they could, and they do a second volume. It would lean more into that. Yes. Especially since that character's mom became kind of the new Pam. The new general of the. No, the, I think they talk about it because they're like, because she, she was flying away. around and she, they're like, yeah, that's not one of her she powers. The ship. So I she's the mom. Sorry. Yes. And, the, the, the but girl. the mom. The girl becomes so, the new right. Pam. The girl becomes the new Pam and oh, the girl's yeah. mom just kind of rides off into the sunset. Right. So if they're kind of focusing the story arc around her a little bit more in a second volume, if they do it, that's what I'm saying. Like, they I'm can go to yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So we're saying the same thing. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, and the yes, the island decided that this girl is the new Pan, mm-hmm. um, and her mom is the new Hook at this point. Yeah, could be. Where it's the new villain. Um, I liked that the pirate ship had okay. There are rules to who can get on the island. Only magical beings, so they sent mm-hmm. goblins instead of going themselves. Yeah. And now, Adrian, you have an issue with that, though, about a plot hole. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Keep going. You you keep going. Well, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Like, well, how, well, how did Hook get on the island? Right. And how, I mean. I thought the same really thing. don't really acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. that it could have been a past battle that they somehow turned on the machine to turn on the shields on. Maybe that's what it was. That's what I'm going to go with. But it was from the tree. Yeah, the but, tree was protecting them. But the the tree can grow, and it grew into growing a shield. It's what it, it's a very small plot point that I don't yeah. really care. I'm not getting hung up on. Like, okay, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Let's yeah. roll with it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's the main that's the main story. There's a lot of action in it. 
I love the different sections of the island where it has, yeah. oh, this one is snowboarding. This one is tropical. And they said each and every day is a brand new experience that you'll never imagine. Like the island somehow keeps growing the more you live on it. Yeah. And it has like a weird mystical part. Like it's evolving. To, it's constantly evolving to change up mm-hmm. your daily routine so you don't get bored with everything. Yeah. I love the dynamic with the kids to the the characters on the island and everything like the the little girl wanting to be best friends with uh with the, mermaid. the, the mermaids that was funny yes. you know that kept popping up here and there and the mermaids like oh good lord <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you right. know get this kid away from me <laughs> you know i get there's only kids but here but do i think the youngest the most annoying kid right so and that was a fun dynamic in good comedy relief through this action adventure right and i think each character used their abilities well for the fights it made right? sense yep um I am curious about the one the kid that got shot. If he'll ever get a power armor that does anything special other than just I'm just the dude now. Yeah, and if they do a second volume, I'd hope to see that as well. Same here. Him or maybe he becomes the Captain Hook villain. He truly turns. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they'd have to write it well, but if they do it, they, I have faith. I mean, they'll do it. Fine. It's Tom Taylor. I have faith in Tom so Taylor. That's my overall thoughts. This was like your overall. Anything that we missed, Adrian? That you want to mention about this? I, I mean, I could go on. How much time? How are we doing on time? I mean, just in quick summary fashion. This is one of those books that I actually loved and hated equally. Okay. Uh, it will get three stars out of me. Only because uh, I loved the writing. The writing was great. Uh, the art was fantastic. And if you've been listening to the podcast, is that me? Yeah, you're bouncing the table. It's hitting the bar. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, and if you know me, uh, if you've been listening for a while, if the story is good and the art is good... Uh, I like I can forgive a lot of stuff. I, this kind of hit me on the nose, to be honest. Uh, the The plot twist, the inside notes, the inside track on the story. Uh, this isn't written for kids, and it looks like it is, because I can't give this to my kids, and they won't understand. The betrayal, the references, the why the alligator Agatha is kind of important. Um, they won't understand the shadow that, which then led me to this whole idea of, and, and I, I, okay, I, we we've always said that we try not to be negative. This might be as negative as I get. Uh, I it kind of made me question my own growing up, like how immature am I? stain and rob uh he kind of talks to the humanity even inside of us like uh, he gives us hope that we we can find that inner child that allows us back onto neverland again because that's the assumption is like because he did say something about the island healed me or something and it, it it allowed him back on the island right but then there's that transition from pan who was lied to, who was manipulated to become the next Captain Hook. However, that happened, right? But that is mm-hmm. what he was promised an adventure. He grew up and I, he grew cynical. He did. But I don't know that it's that binary. I don't know that it for us as human beings, we're either adults and dumb or kids and naive. I don't know. So... I, I loved the story. I'm even willing to give this to my kids, even with even with Tinkerbell, because you, know, this, you just said you were going to give it to your kids. I would no. I said I'd be willing to. Okay. Uh, 
I, I would definitely want them to get some of that classic stuff so that this does make holistically sen- sense, right? What, they won't ask those questions like, what's the story behind the shadow? They won't ask that, right? They're too young mm-hmm. for that. But eventually, that should get answered, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I loved I loved the book, and I hated it because of that. I, I'm giving it a solid three out of five. Um this, uh, and I know how I am. I'm very analytical. I know that every director wants to say something. I know every author wants to say something. Uh, and I don't know if I didn't like it because Tom kind of bopped me on the nose with this one. Like, okay, how immature am I? How grown up am I? Maybe I need to be a little bit more childlike still. I don't know. There was something about it, and and I know I'm pretty unique in that. Like, not everybody reads stuff like I do. Yeah, but, I didn't read that's okay. that far into it. Oh, I totally. I did. just I was along for the ride of <laughs> oh, the yeah. story, and and you totally but can be. I after you explain that, I can see where, where you're coming from with that. Now, I have two questions with you on Go for that. It. Uh, would your grade have differed if it was a more adult style animation? If it wasn't a kid friendly art style to it, what do you think that would have affected your dispositional uh, i don't know because i mean you're dealing with kids in the book uh loose paco well if it was like, uh, like Justin. middle west if it was drawn like that where it is definitely tone targeted more towards adults because this is definitely like a cartoony kid like oh this could be a disney plus channel i don't know or whatever uh samarvia and um and corona they draw very similarly i i, I there were a couple moments when i'm like wait who who drew this and I kind of had to go back and just look at the cover. I'm like, wow. Well, for me, I like them both. The amount of colors and lack of lines for grittiness, it made it feel more cartoony, more kid friendly. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that I, no, I I'm would not agree completely, but I feel like it gives that it gives a subtle tone shift. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is yeah. what's for. Mm-hmm. My follow up question would be, what if it was a full size, not a kid size digest size? Because I think that's part of it too. I don't know that that really affected me. I know that I don't like that size. I know um, I can assume that publishers are doing that to save money uh, right now because this is still uh, a, an appropriately priced book. It's only seventeen bucks. I love it. It's all there. Um, I think it would see more success if it was a regular size, though, because then I could also not necessarily put it in the all age section. I could put it in with the regular section as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I think that's, that's those do conf- look weird when they're in the "quote unquote" adult. Section. This has a conflict of like where where does it fit on my shelf? Um, I would say it's a PG thirteen. They bleep out all the bad language. Right. There is some blood. Some the kid got shot, and towards the end, he got impaled on a sword. That's a heavy. Those are some heavy. You scenes, know, and though. it doesn't like it, like it actually shows that right. stuff. It's not implied or anything. No, it's got a bloody sword right. sticking oh, out yeah, of a it's kid's a back. Full page. Right? You know, yeah, I think that's where for me at this point, we're Adrian and I are talking, talking about this. Like, this is targeted for the tween audience. Yeah. Yes. Where for me, okay, at that point, don't have the kids' family, you know, digest right. size. Do as, okay, you want to be treated as adults. Here's an adult sized book. Sure. And I think it would give a more proud, like, because then I could say, hey, even though, Jared, if I didn't know you as well as I do, mm-hmm. saying Tom Taylor, like, here, Jared, read this. Right now, I feel like this has a bit of a well. It's it's, kids. it's a little. It's a little. Why, yeah, it's why are you getting a book younger. at the all age section? Right, right. Why are you doing that? Like versus 
when we read Wind, like, yeah, that's an all ages book, but that's still kind of adult tone as well. So this right. is very similar to Wind for me, where it's like, uh, With that aspect. It's, it's a tween, but also yeah. it's, it's, it's a good story. It's a heavy story. Yeah. We also have to take into account, too, when we were kids and kids today, right? right. So, I mean, the violence for me was G.I. Joe, right? Red and blue lasers. They're all the no same. blood. No one ever died except for, and even Duke. Except for in community. Except for in community. In community? Yeah, they did an episode in community where Jeff went crazy. Oh, that's George right. G.I. Joe yes. started killing people. Yes, yes. Um, the most blood we ever got in G.I. Joe was when Serpentor stabbed uh, Duke uh, in the heart. And there was blood. And, and originally, he was supposed to die instead of being in a coma. That's the most violent. And so... Uh, I've let my kids watch Star Wars Rebels, and that's a bit more violent. There's a lot more mm-hmm. torture there. There is generally more violence, right? But the story is so good, it just it works right. It's appropriate, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whereas this, yeah, I think I could give this. I I think twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago, you would be called crazy for giving your kids this. Right. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I'm more involved with my kids than my parents were with me. And, and that isn't a bash on them. They did the best they could with what they had. Um, I don't know. But yeah, you give it a three out of five. A solid three. A solid three. Uh, I would, I would still recommend this up there with Die. Okay. For me, I'm giving this a four out of five. Is because there are because I like to see it in full size. Oh, because the art is a little kid, a little too kiddy. Mm-hmm. I think it could be more higher up of the PG thirteen. This is a soft PG thirteen. They could have done a little. Oh bit yeah, more. definitely. Um, but I really enjoy it. Be- and I think the big thing that's stopping it for me at five is because you do need to know the original Peter Pan story to read this. Agreed. Now, ninety percent of the population does that. I would recommend this to, which would be adults that buy the books, not necessarily mm-hmm. kids. That- but, but that, we do get parents like this would be one that, hey, I, my kid is getting into comics and uh, I would still offer this because it's the entire story. Well, and I would say have your kid watch Peter Pan first. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. So I think. And you've got right. the shadow. You've right. got the characters. That, the, the movies lay the groundwork. Yeah. And then read this. Yeah. The and original like, Disney cartoon re- right. lays the groundwork for this. Because I never had Peter Pan other than the original cartoon. Same that's, here. And that's Hook. my only experience. And, and Hook. Hook. Yeah. So. That with this, I think it's fine. So yeah. that's why I give it a four because it does need a little bit and I would tweak a couple things. Yeah. If they did a hardcover full size of this, I'd be like, great. Sure. Let's go with it. But because it's a digest size, I'm kind of like, ah, I'm just a little disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. What would you rate it, Jared? Um, I would go with a four also. A lot of those same reasons. Um, a, cu- a couple of the plot points we pointed out, like House Hook on the island. Um, I would have also liked to have seen – there was a couple of things that I thought was missing. Like Wendy, what happened to her? Peter went to the dark side. Did she leave? Did she go home? They would, didn't even mention that. I would have loved it if they could the, just had a one sentence saying she left me. I would have loved you know? it if the the new pan if her mom was Wendy. I would have loved that. That would have been great. Like if the the second in command, oh Bianca's mom. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if she was a if she was Wendy, that would been great. Like, that would okay, been great. Cool. That's, or Wendy's brothers from the cartoons. Or you whatever. Know. I mean, I saw that. I thought there was a couple pieces missing and a couple pieces out of place. Overall, phenomenal story. You know, 
I mean, I, I read loved, it all in one sitting. I, I, I did too. I, yeah, I read it all. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Was, it wasn't because I don't I, know where the heck I found the time, but I found yeah, this amount I just of time to just read it. Sat down. And I just was I page by page. For me, once I started reading, it, I couldn't set it. Down. I could not. Put Same it down. here. Like, well, this if it, it, I didn't fly through it, but it was at a good pace. <laughs> it was unintended. Yes, because it's Peter Pan yes. flying. But I mean, it wasn't like oh, only one speech bubble per page. But it wasn't dialogue heavy. It was a, right. a very well paced, very well paced, and it kept me intrigued the entire time. And I was like, okay, sure, this is one and done. I can read this all, and I'm happy with it. Yep, I loved the art. Same here. Yeah, loved the art. I thought the art enhanced, not mm-hmm. just told the story, but enhanced mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like you were in a magical land. Yeah, the comedy too. The, the comedy, comedy was straight. great. Uh, when they beat the cat out of out of Justin, they made him a human piñata, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I'm actually doing okay. I don't feel you guys." You know, uh, there were there were uh, even with Rob, the the things he would kind of say, and you'd expect one thing, and even the kids would say something like, "Oh, you're probably gonna say, no, I'm not. I'm gonna say this," and and it's like, oh, even the that talking, was funny. You even know? talking alligator. Oh, I love eating goblins, sort of thing. Yeah, right, like, right. <laughs> it was it was well done. It was mm-hmm. overall just really well done. Yeah. Was she uh, trapped down here? No, the doors have been oh, okay. open the whole time. Uh, so yeah, that is our take on Neverlanders. Again, next week we're going to be talking about uh, East of West. There you go, Volume One. My mind almost shut down on that again. <laughs> uh, so with that, we'll talk about our heroes of the week, be it comic book or otherwise. Jared, who's your hero of the week? I'm going to go with. Okay, I was about to say Adrian, but I can't do that. No, I'm just kidding. No, Adrian, for just reminding me that I need to find a hero <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Such a capo. No, no, I've got one better even. I'll go with uh, Alex and Laura. Uh, They made me some, uh, well, I'm assuming it's me. They had birthday muffins up there, cupcakes, cupcakes, that it's my birthday. So I would assume they're for me. The box was about to expire. That could be too. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, All all of you guys. That'd be Laura that did all the cooking. (laughs) I I just showed up. You pulled them out of the oven. That's true. I wouldn't have known they were there. Uh, And I'm going to say, Jared, I will say you're my hero of the week for your birthday for one. And this is our 96th episode of the podcast. Wow. Wow. And you've been here for at least 94 of them. I I can only think like maybe two times. Uh, There's a handful here and there. but... But other than me, you've been on the most of them. Because just work schedules, and right? Sure, but you've, you've been, got kids, so. But you're definitely the other, the binding agent that keeps this together as well. So, so I enjoy, I enjoy doing. This. Like I can't tell you even how many listeners we have, but I still, en- I don't yeah. care if we have two. I'm Three. like, I'm still enjoying this, <laughs> you know. Well, so. before today, we, actually, <laughs> we might be down to two or one now. But so, Adrian, who's your here of the week? Uh, yeah. he he won't listen. He doesn't listen to the pop. Maybe he will. Maybe I don't know. Uh. My, what is he? My wife's family is a little messed up. So <laughs> he is my father-in-law's grandfather. No, no. He's my father-in-law's father. Biological. Math. Carry the one. Divide by three. Yeah, right. He is. Yes. Uh, he, um, he's this older guy. He, he, I mean, we were, we, this weekend we were hanging uh drywall and, uh, He's just one of those dudes who doesn't stop. He's one of those dudes that uh, wants to help you uh, because he genuinely just loves you, right? Yeah. You need something done. He's 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 there. Uh, he lives six hours away. He lives uh, if he, Michigan is is my hand. He's at the tip of the thumb. It's kind of where he lives, right? And um, 
just a good guy. Uh, he's he's a hard worker too. Like there were a couple times when I'm like thinking in my head, uh, are we gonna take a break soon? And he's just he just keeps going. I'm just like, for like a glass of water or something, on, man. man. So yeah, no, uh, him, my father-in-law's father. And everyone needs Biological someone like that in their life. I'm sorry. Someone needs everyone needs someone in like heck yeah in their life like that. Heck yeah. I'm glad to be the person that has that person than be that person. <laughs> you're going to have to be that person someday, yep. though, to somebody. So you're going to have someone like that, and you're going to be someone like yeah. that. That's it's... what I tell the kid at church. Or what we're trying. doing, you're going to do someday with somebody like we're doing. So Yeah. Uh, so that's our episode. Um, I know you're going to be shocked to notice that it's a long episode. <laughs> Adrian's here. It's a long week. Uh, hey, now. Hey, you're an all-star. It's good, it's though, game right? on. We get on a lot more tangents when you're yeah. here. Like we didn't even touch our, our original our topic. Original subject today. was gonna be Tom Taylor, and then <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even announce that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we talked about it like, oh, it's a loose blue. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so it'll be fine. Uh, we're good at going off on tangents. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode for the week. We'll be back next week, barring any complications. Uh, but yeah, we will see you all next time. Have a pretty Jared. Enough to plug <laughs> my computer because it's lower battery than I thought.